0: doing good nice to see you again I saw you I saw you on the on the last course and my heart went out to you I started crying myself while I was watching it oh was that about my daughter yeah you were so heart. oh well not broken but moved and yeah it was very... I know
1: and um I think she's doing okay I haven't really talked to her in a few days but I know she's doing everything she can and yeah I just hold her up for
0: sure and I held Mm -hmm. you up and her too so thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome hi Penelope hi Lorraine hi Penelope
2: Penelope. how are you hi Sheila I'm good thank you you are good I'm so glad yeah thank you um Lorraine Mm. I just wanted to um Satya, I was listening to Sacred Circle from, not this week the week before, and was it you that I called? No, not you
0: mm-hmm. I'm not in the Sacred Circle
2: oh, okay Whoever the Lorraine was asked a brilliant question What was, what was the question? Yeah <laughs> But don't ask me what they asked because I've forgotten now Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> glad to you know I'm not the only one <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
0: funny. Yeah. But what's, what's important is the message remains in your heart that's what's important <laughs> that so true.
2: not the question it's like every time I get an insight I've got to journal it because otherwise even within a day I forget what it was yeah. Well yeah.
1: that's what I do. I have to take notes on every class. I'm going, Oh yeah, what what did we talk about on Monday? And so I have to then go to my notes and look at it. Hi Mickey.
0: Yeah.
1: I wanna thank you for your question.
0: And for Jennifer's extensive answer on it. It was very helpful.
4: Yeah, it really was. Yeah.
1: Oh Betty. Hi Betty. Can't see you, but I see your name. And Debbie, <laughs> I didn't say hi to Debbie. <laughs> Betty's in my uh, study buddy group. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. We have a good we have a fun time.
0: What's this power of love menu- oh that's Betty.
5: Hi, uh, hello everyone. It's my name is Elena. Hi. I Hi. will facilitate your call today. Hi, you might not know me. I'm a Ascension Pathway student. Uh, so I'm fourth year in Masterful Living and I'm also spiritual counselor in training. Uh, so I did the uh, intensive in October. And yes, and so I volunteered to facilitate your call today. And thank you very much for joining, showing up. Uh, Do you hear me clearly? Everything is okay? Okay, perfect. So um, let's just wait one minute and then I will press in if somebody else would like to, to join The recording is in, everything is fine. I'll just... The weather here is like uh it's like I am like in a sauna. It's so warm. Where are you? Uh I'm in France. I'm in France. And, oh okay. And we have unbelievably warm summer this year. It's like wow.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot your name tell me your e- name elena elena, elena. Mm-hmm.
5: Beautiful. okay thank you yeah okay um let's pray us in. I will just mute you out for a minute for a prayer let's, um Do you hear me? Okay, perfect, because sometimes I mute myself and then... um, Okay, so let's start with a prayer. (sighs)
3: So grateful. Let's take a deep breath.
5: (sighs) And center ourselves in the love of our hearts. In the kindness and gentleness and power of our hearts, so grateful to come together in the name of God, so grateful to show up, so grateful for the courage to show up, so grateful to share the miracles, so grateful to invoke the whole company of heaven to assist us and support us, so grateful for all of the guidance and healing and trust and faith So grateful to release all the negative beliefs that are driving our negative experiences. So grateful to release all expectations, needings, cravings, wantings, all the aversions and all the fears and worries and open ourselves for the miracles, for the healing. We declare that we came together to know the truth about ourselves We are grateful for this. We bless our conversation. We know that it is a divine dialogue of spirit talking to itself by the means of us. We are grateful for the angels which ensure that technology works, that everything works smoothly. We know that our shares are divinely guided. We ask for the guidance when to speak, when to listen, and we are so grateful to be there for each other knowing that the spirit It's facilitating this call. We share
3: the healing with all. We allow it to be. And so it is. Amen.
5: So, you are unmuted. And... uh, well welcome to the call. For those who joined uh, a bit later, my name is Elena, and I am Ascension Pathways with students, fourth year in Masterful Living and also Spiritual Counseling Training. And I'm very happy to come to, um, to know you and to facilitate this call. So feel free to share if you have anything to share, to speak up.
1: I'd like to share a couple of successes that I had yesterday. Hi, Araba. Hey. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I I was doing one of the lessons in the journal, and it, it said, um, think of a time or, or something in your life that, that you want changed in form. Um, and so I put on my altar um, – the rip that my son pays me every month for living in my guest house because it's always late. I always have to go and ask for it, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Yesterday morning appeared on the 3rd of August. The rent check. No asking, nothing. That was great. And so I sent them a little note and I said, Thank you so much for your timely payment. It's much appreciated. Then I immediately went into self judgment about putting that word timely. I just sort of said, Thank you for the rent payment. But anyway, um, and then I got a text back. Oh, you're welcome. It was a few days late. I go, No, it was perfect. So that was answered prayer. And then um I got a text from my daughter-in-law inviting me to come down and have dinner with them tonight. I can't do it. I have some friends coming over. But I thought, oh, wow, this is this is pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't usually happen, but that was cool. And then last night, right before I went to bed or right before I turned out my light, I had a phone call from a good friend that I had been on a hike with. And um, she had shared with me and a friend that um, she was – upset with one of the volunteers at our summer symphony and my friend is in charge of like 40 volunteers and I'm one of them and um one of the ladies didn't show up and she was really upset with her and my friend doesn't usually get upset she's usually pretty calm and you know loving and so um she told me that she called her and said, you know, you really put so-and-so in an awkward position by not showing up last night, blah, 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 blah. And so we went on down the path, and I thought about what she had said to this woman, and I said, can I say something to you? Can I can I sh- share something? And this is non judgment. I said, maybe when you called her, you could have said, it put some, someone in an awkward position rather than you put that person in an awkward position. And she said, oh, yes, I see what you're saying. Thank you. So then she called me last night and thanked me for sharing that with her. And I said, well, I hope I wasn't overstepping my bounds and giving you unsolicited advice. But anyway, she called me and thanked me. So those were all good things. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Yay, Sheila. Sorry, this is
6: Ariba. Sheila is my is my prayer partner, so I just wanted to congratulate her on all those wins and to say, um I it struck me that if you put it on the altar about getting a timely rent payment, that putting timely in your message
1: was perfect. So good for you. Yeah, I thought maybe maybe that might have have um been well okay last month wasn't timely but uh, yeah but i got a nice note a little thumbs up back so thank
2: you
5: thank you bye yeah spin it up
2: and yeah thank you um sheila for your um successes i was actually was going to share a success as well um I know that some of you were on the breakout call on Thursday evening and and after the breakout call and we've been on the breakout call sharing where um, our false beliefs show up in our lives. Um, And after the breakout call, I was just um, because it was like 10 o'clock at night our time when I came off the call. And as I, Towards the end of the call, my uh, husband came back from golf, um, and he and he went straight to have a bath. And when I'd come off the call, he just called me and asked me, "Would I um, make him a cup of tea?" And I was just about to empty the dishwasher, and I started getting into these judgments about what does he think I am his servant, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was just very mildly triggered, and I was curious because. I've noticed before either sometimes if I've got other things I'm wanting to do and he asks me if I'll do something, I'll go into this, these judgments and feel like I'm his servant. And I've noticed in other situations, um, in work situations, that um, sometimes when I'm asked to do something, um, and I'm going back a few years now, that it can trigger this slight judgment and feeling like less that I'm less than. And so I was kind of curious about it, and eventually um, I was also, as I was emptying the dishwasher, I was also I did make my husband a cup of tea, and he came downstairs and we were sat in the kitchen at the table, and um, I was just sharing about I'm kind of curious as to these this kind of these judgments that go on in in these different situations, and we were there for a little a short length of time and. All of a sudden, as my husband went to speak, he actually knocked this cup of tea across the table. And as I sat at the table, this tea was pouring down on the top of my left leg onto my pyjama bottoms. And I mean, it was so funny, really. Um, And I just sat there quite calmly as this tea was just pouring down onto my leg. And uh, fortunately, the tea wasn't um, hot. It was just um, slightly warm. So there was no panic. There was no um, like, oh, what did you do that for? It was just I was just totally calm about it. And then I got up from the table, as did my husband, and we just quietly began to clear up all this tea that was all over. And the next morning I wrote a forgiveness letter about the, this kind of dialogue that had been going on in my head, which, had, as I say, I've noticed before. And about halfway into the forgiveness letter, I realized that I had a belief running that was that I feel and I am subservient and that I feel inferior. And it was like, wow. So this is what is happening. So even in 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 times gone by when I'd been in a work situation and somebody asked me to do something I would feel less than and inferior and and it would be triggering this belief and so it was just a huge huge insight um so um I think somehow that kind of process began after the breakout call so um thanks everyone for listening and that's what I wanted to share thank you a beautiful shirt. Yeah. Yes. Lauren. That's
5: if I don't pronounce your names correctly, just correct me. That's <laughs>
0: fine. You know, this must have been a really powerful breakout call because after that breakout call, um, I also started to realize something about myself and um, I have a, a money issue. And it's been popping up all over the place and um, um, a money issue where I feel where I have actually accused many times other people of accusing me that I'm trying to, that they're getting the short end of the stick. But in the end, I realized at one point, wait a minute, I think I'm the one who thinks they're getting the short end of the stick. Although I don't, Really didn't really see that at all. And then, um, there's another, well, there's a few things that have popped up all over the place regarding this issue of money. And I started to realize that I don't like this feeling anymore. I, I just, I don't, I don't like what's going on every time this question comes up about money. So after this breakout call, and then I, I said, well, I've got to listen to that last course, the class of of Jennifer. So I did that. And then I just, it was clear, I thought, okay, I've got to do this. And, and I, I couldn't do it up until just before now. I just spent the last one and a half hours actually writing the forgiveness letter and, and I didn't get it in the forgiveness letter. I was writing and writing and writing and I thought, well, I don't, I, this is stuff I already know. I mean, nothing is, is revelation here. And I thought, well, I got to ask the counselor. Forgiveness letters don't work with me. That was my first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. And then <laughs> I carried on my meditation and, and all of a sudden I realized, Oh God. <laughs> when I, wait a minute, I wrote it. it. It was such a, an incredible revelation. I, I just about dropped there. I have been using money to equate or define the degree of love. So if I receive it, which my father often gave me a lot of money, although he he didn't buy me, like he, he loves me and I know that, but nevertheless his gesture, because he's not good with words and stuff, was money. So I think I was sort of program there to say, oh, my dad gives me a lot of money. He really loves me. Although, as I say, I'm very conscious that he loves me regardless of the money. But I think that was an underlying thing. And then I noticed when I give money, I expect something in return. I expect a form of gratification or I expect at least, I expect a comment. I expect an appreciation and I expect it in the way that I would give it. So, I'm to get but I'm using money again and if I don't receive it then they don't love me. And like that was unbelievable because I actually am a very generous person. I I I believe but this thing has just been coming up now because I'm you know we're all doing a lot of work and it was just coming up all over and I it was just amazing to to do the letter and say I'm not getting it I'm not getting it you're not talking to me, you're not answering me and then it just came in this meditation just before, so it was the breakout call as well that, that started it all I think that was a massive powerly, powerful breakout call
5: Wow It's very deep what you're sharing Yes, Nikki
4: Yeah, I mean I think it, I love everyone sharing their their successes this week Um, and I just had something that I wanted to share that happened yesterday. Um, you know, I've been working on in, it started the second journal and the beginning is all about, uh, the beginning part is like on your root chakra and it's all these questions about your family and, um, going back and looking at the beliefs and that you got from your family. And so, um, yesterday morning, the willingness card that I picked was, um, I'm willing to have a new idea of my family or something like that. And I was like, okay, I don't, well, I'm willing. I don't know what this new idea was, is going, is going, could be, but whatever. Um, And then last night I was having a conversation with my husband and we started talking about what it must feel like to have siblings because I'm an only child. Um, My husband is an only child as well, though he had step brothers and sisters throughout his life but um and all of a sudden I realized it just came to me that I had this huge grievance against my parents for making me an only child and for um depriving you know depriving me of uh this knowledge of how to relate to people on that basis like having close relations with other people my own age or Um, and that I had this huge grievance about them, about that, and when I started looking at at that more, um, I realized, you know, that the grievance was born of, that I felt that there must be something so wrong with me that they didn't want to have any more kids after me, and, um, you know, and that it really, you know, just spoke to this, you know, the belief that there's something so wrong with me. Um, and so I, I, that in itself was a, such a new awareness because it wasn't something that I had ever um, consciously thought of before. Um, and so when I took that to spirit last night, when before I went to bed, and, you know, it was very feeling I got the the message you know that that even though I was feeling that and um that there was something um that my I wasn't born into this family of love um I wasn't it wasn't I felt you know I felt like I wasn't loved or it wasn't a loving situation but Spirit clearly told me that that's not the case that of course I was born of love because love is all there is and that I'm am love and I was born of love and that even if in form or my family it didn't look that way that because everything is only happening in love and everything is happening for a good that I was born into love and you know in the way that I influenced them and and, and everything but um yeah it was a big awareness to me to realize that I was holding that grievance and then the belief that was underneath it so um I you know this weekend I'm gonna sit down and write some forgiveness letters about it that's my intention and yeah so it was just a really just this mind-blowing awareness that came in the middle of a conversation and I just wanted to share that
5: thank you Nikki I can relate so much to experience that's funny when you were sharing. I'm the only child. My husband is the only child. And I remember me asking my mom for a sister. I wanted a sister. I was like, why? <laughs> and literally, it makes you experience different in this world when you like you you not learn from your young age to relate to people you know around you. And then we have three children. And I I look at them and they like fight with each other. <laughs> And my daughter, why am I not the only child? I was like, Help. <laughs> we did everything to create different situations for them. Like they can relate, they can play with each other. They're like, I just want to be alone. I want to <laughs> <laughs> Right. What?
4: Yeah. And I realized another part of that was that my son is an only child and that I was holding a lot of that I need to forgive myself for you know, because I've put on it that I did that, you know, I felt guilty about the fact that he wasn't an, he's an only child and that he doesn't didn't have a sibling and, and grew up in the same situation that that I was in. So there's also forgiveness to be done around that as well.
5: Yeah, yeah. this is so beautiful that. We just get this awareness because it's like our mind telling the story and and we feel guilty and we feel ashamed and feel bad about ourselves. And it's just a story. It's actually just the story between us and the awareness of the presence of love, which is everywhere. And it's so beautiful that we get the awareness, you know, through this deep forgiveness work, through this deep uh, work that we're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really, I appreciate all of your shares. It was, I'm just enjoying. <laughs> I, uh, yes. I just wanted to relate also to Lorraine and to Penelope because they didn't have a chance to follow after each other and deep, deep stuff which comes up. And it's just beautiful that we can put it on the altar. And literally, I remember writing forgiveness letters sometimes, not being able to relate to anything. And then suddenly I didn't even meditate afterwards, but like a day later, it just makes it like, I think it's just, it's a commitment to do this work and then we do it and then the process unfolds. The healing comes, the miracles come. Thank you very much. Maybe somebody else would like to relate. I'm sorry I took the, I just wanted to relate. I, I found it so similar, my story that I wanted to share. Yes. Anybody else who would like to relate to Nikki or Lorraine, Penelope or Sheila or share your words?
3: Well, I think most of you heard my story about the visit to the Department of Motor Vehicles, which was an absolutely amazing event. But I also realized in the past week or so that I do not feel emotions very much. And I was angry one day, and I really felt it, didn't like the feeling at all. And I realized that this had been projected on my daughter in law, with whom I do, who is a person that I do not appreciate. (laughs) And that was a big revelation because, of course, it was her fault, not mine. And now I realize that it's my judgment of her and it's not, it hasn't really anything to do with her. Yes. So uh, I put her uh, a slip of paper with her name on it in my God box. So <laughs> we'll see how that one turns out. <laughs> um, but I think the amazing. Uh, Really amazing thing about what happened at the Department of Motor Vehicles is that I never once doubted that I would be approved in my, in my driving test. It never occurred to me that that could happen. And of course it did not happen. And that was confidence that I got from God. It came from nowhere else. So it's an amazing situation, absolutely amazing. Yes. And even though I didn't have any plan of action in mind when I woke up on Friday, which was the last day to take the driving test, I wasn't worried about it. Yeah. Because I turned it over to God. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's been an amazing experience.
5: I don't know your story about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> no, what happened was I bought a new car in January. Yes and it was to be delivered uh, in April sometime. In the meantime, I had an operation on my foot that turned out to be more extensive than I expected it to be. And I went to the Department of Motor Vehicles. I got a letter from them. Okay. Wait a minute. I went to the Department of Motor Vehicles in a wheelchair the day before I was going to be picking up the car because I wanted to make sure that my name... Was correct with the Department of Motor Vehicles so that I would then have the correct name on my registration. And the guy that took one look at me and he said, You can't drive, <laughs> you're in a wheelchair. Oh my God. And I said, Yes, but tomorrow I'm not going to be. And so he reported it to the Department of Motor Vehicles, uh, to the state of Florida. And I got a letter from the state of Florida saying that I needed to have a doctor verify that, yes, I was capable of driving. And I had a doctor's appointment, so I didn't have to pay anything extra to have it done. And she wrote the letter, sent it off to the state, got a new letter from the state of Florida saying, um, okay, we understand you're capable of driving, but you have to pass a driving test.
5: No
2: way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken something like that since I was 16, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I was given a deadline of the 28th of March, uh, excuse me, of July, mm-hmm. which was uh, on a Saturday. And I went, I tried to phone and get an appointment. And nobody answered the phone and I couldn't get through. And I wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to ask for. So I went over to the Department of Motor Vehicles one day and I said, you know, I need an appointment. And they said, Well, we don't make appointments. Come over someday and but not don't we don't do driving tests after about three thirty in the afternoon. Right. And so at least I had some information, but I I on Wednesday before the Saturday, the Friday of the deadline uh I decided well I'm not going to solve this by myself I put a little note in the god jar and forget about it and I let let god take care of it I woke up at 8:30 in the morning on Friday last day with no plans and uh, my son lives with me, uh, drives, but he has not renewed his license and he has to renew it. And he couldn't find the papers he needed to renew it. And what I felt God would do was give him a nudge and tell him where the papers were. Well, it didn't turn out that way. <laughs> so he said, well, why do not you phone a friend of mine? And I said, well, you know, Mentally, I said to myself, well, I'll phone a friend of mine. So the first person I called, she didn't answer the phone. The second person I called, she said, well, I'm going to be in your neighborhood about 1130 this morning, finishing up something that I'm doing for a friend. Would that be okay? And I said, that, that would be great. We've got plenty of time. So she came over about 11:11:30, and we went over to the Department of Motor Vehicles, And I couldn't find my registration for the car. And so we were delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And uh, they didn't seem to be calling anybody for a driving test. And then all of a sudden, about 3.30 in the afternoon, they said, uh, we can't do any driving tests today because of the rain. Uh, But if you come back tomorrow, we will let you do your driving test. And they gave us a slip of paper and they said, you present this paper and you'll be first in line. Okay. So uh, my friend had bought tickets to a movie. A friend of hers were not was not going to be there. So she invited me to go, went to the movie with her and we got in just as the commercials were ending. And so we saw the entire movie without commercials. <laughs> So, when we got out, we decided we'd go and have dinner, and so uh I got home around nine thirty ten o'clock, something like that and She agreed to come over to my house around seven o'clock in the morning, so we did went over, and we were in line um and sure enough, I was first in line because I had my little piece of paper, and uh it took a while but uh I got this very nice gentleman to, as a tester, and uh, he took me around and then he started around the same course again. And I said, uh, didn't, did I do something wrong? He said, no. So I told him about coming in a wheelchair. He took me directly back to the front of the office. He says, park here. And I said, did that pass? And he says, yes. <laughs> so. Oh. So not only did I pass, but I had noticed that my driver's license was uh, due to be renewed in February of next year. And so I asked, could I renew it now and just not come back in February? And they said, sure. Oh. So I only had had to pay for the driver's license, nothing else, and which I would have had to do in February. Yeah, And I got got home around uh, 10 or so, and my friend decided not to come in for a cup of coffee. And she wanted to fix waffles for her family, so I said, fine, go ahead. And we were done by about 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And there was absolutely zero problem mm-hmm. with that driving test. And so, well, God set it up from the beginning because I got the new car, right? Yeah. And you know, it all flowed from the getting the new car. (laughs) I'm just looking back. I I, okay, thank you, God, (laughs) from the beginning. This is such
5: a beautiful because,
3: way to learn trust. trust oh, faith. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, I have no doubts at all that God answers prayers and resolves situations that you can't resolve.
5: I Thank, you for sharing. Thank you for sharing this with me, because I was the only person who didn't know the story, apparently, but I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. This is um, beautiful miracles unfolding.
0: I didn't know the story either, uh,
6: Elena.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I didn't want to repeat it for those that were on the call, but hey. <laughs> I think it's
1: beautiful. I thought what you were going to say is um, you got there at noon and they said, well, we're closed because because it's lunchtime. And then you had originally said, well, they don't do it on Saturday, but I guess they pushed it up a day for the rain. But it had a happy ending, and I I enjoyed it the first time, and I enjoyed your story the second time. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm still enjoying it.
5: I just like, when, I mean, when God, when we really open our, ourselves to this experience and to the miracles, then things unfold with such so so much ease and grace, you know. And then we don't have, it doesn't have to be hard, doesn't have to be difficult. It's like no stress. We just follow, you know. We follow the process and we trust, and then it unfolds. It's so beautiful.
3: Very definitely. Of course, we. I wish you all would. I wish you all would have a similar experience because it is so profound.
0: I just received a beautiful quote this morning from one of the things I received. Do not struggle, go with the flow of things, and you will find yourself at one with the mysterious unity of the universe.
3: Well, that's the experience I had.
1: Who was it that shared that they were in the car wash? And it's kind of like in the car wash it says, take your foot off the brake and put it in neutral. And that's the way life is.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was me to, um, yeah, put it in neutral and take your hands off the wheel.
1: Yeah, take your heels off the wheel. Yeah, I like that, Nikki. Yeah, yeah.
4: And I had a similar experience this week where things worked out just, um like I could never have imagined um my husband and I were supposed to go to tonight there's a like Shakespeare in the park and they have they were kind of like this historical monument so they were going to have like a blacksmithing demonstration and stuff and at the time my my husband's really into blacksmithing and so um he agreed to go because he really wanted to see this blacksmithing demonstration and um it was a couple of weeks ago when I saw the listing, and so in the earlier in the week, I went back to find out what time and I noticed that that line about the blacksmithing was no longer there in the write-up and I thought, hmm that's strange, but I better find out what's going on because if we just show up there and he's expecting blacksmithing and there's not, then you know it might not be a good situation. So I tried to contact somebody to find out what was going on and I ended up um getting in contact with this woman um I don't know she works for the government parks department somewhere not even around where I live and um she got back to me right away and she's like oh no that's really weird let me make some phone calls and um email me back she's like no it's it's happening it's going to be there and she was very nice and I'm like oh great thank you for letting me know um a couple days go by and all of a sudden I get another email from her And she said, Oh my gosh, this is yesterday. She said, Oh my gosh, the blacksmith just called and he's sick and he's not going to be there tomorrow. And, and I was like, wow. I was like, first, you know, I wouldn't just to have the impetus to try to, to get a hold of somebody to find out what's going on. And then I had this wonderful lady who was so nice the first time around. And then she took it upon herself to let me know now that it wasn't going to be there. And, um, you know, and then at that point I was like, okay, well I'll tell my, I have no attachment now to whether we go or not, or whatever. And so I let my husband know and I think we've decided not to go, but which is fine. But I was, um, so grateful to have given, been given that information beforehand and so amazed by the fact that I had this feeling that I had that this blacksmith might not happen. And then it didn't, you know, he didn't actually call in sick until yesterday days afterwards but because I had reached out to this woman she was able to then reach back to me and tell me what was going on and so yeah I was just really amazed by that and, and grateful for it
1: hi this is Arifa.
6: thank you so much for all the shares um especially Anne, and I didn't know the story, so I appreciated that too. Um, Nikki, uh, sounds like wonderful things are going on with you. Um, Elena, thank you for inserting yourself. Because I think it's really helpful for us who are in MLC1 to also know that even counselors and people in advanced levels of mlc Can relate to our experiences, so thank you for that. So, for me, I think, um, there's been, I've been feeling particularly over this last week and a half that things are moving in such a, um, fast and slow pace, like I feel up and down, and I feel energetic and then extremely fatigued, and I've just been watching it, but a couple uh, things that I know I did was I started a God Box just this week, and I put into it um, one of the ways that I know that I self-sabotage. And, you know, I just was like, I have to stop. Uh, I want to, excuse me. I desire to stop um, trying to handle this myself. Uh, and so I'm putting it in the box. And so now I know it's taken care of. And I know that it is um, being handled. So I am moving through this just you know watching and noticing taking more breaths and as I've been doing that I've received as I've stopped judging myself about um, my behavior and it's smoking um, and I quit and um, then I started and quit again and And what's interesting for me, I think, is I've had, well, I know I've had a lot of shame around it, and it's something I've been hiding, and then I just decided I needed, I did not want to hide it, and particularly my parents, my parents, and my sister, and I just started to call it an addiction, which I had never done before, and be open about it, and, um, Was talking with my father the other night, and I mentioned something and about behavior being an addiction, and he's like, "Yeah, and um, are you still smoking?" And this was the first time he had ever we'd ever actually brought it up openly, you know, Um, because they knew I would sneak out when I was at their house, or they, they knew that I was smoking. It, we'd never, it was sort of the family dynamic. It's just, they were pretending, um, and not confronting me about it. And, um, I said, yeah. And he said, do your kids know you smoke? And I said, yeah, they do. And I've told them that I'm working through this and you know, that one of the first things I'm doing is I'm not judging myself. I'm not going to be ashamed about it. And I'm just watching how it goes and where it goes. And the study opened up that I found around me, uh, quick to go. And I've been in contact with the study for the past week and a half about enrolling in that study and getting more support. Um, Mm -hmm. And they hadn't returned my phone call. And then this week, right after I had that conversation with my dad, I got a message from them saying, oh, we've been away at a, a, at a convention, so we've been gone. Sorry for the delay, and I received the phone call back saying, you know, yeah, we're rolling. If you're interested, I can let you know more. We played phone tag a little bit more, so I haven't actually talked to them, but I have felt like um, it's happening. Um, I just noticed how much I don't like it, either when I'm doing it. I've noticed. Um, what is going on with me and what I'm trying to sort of push down. Um, I am noticing yesterday my daughter did the most lovely thing for me. She tried to pamper mom and drew me a bath and doing my Medicare and a pedicure. My daughter's 12 and so um, we have just been having the best time together and um, I noticed that I basically didn't even have the desire to smoke for 12, 14, 16 hours. And so I know it's happening and it's not this struggle. It's not this beating myself up. It's not this. I want to do it for somebody else. It's just I gave it to God and it's unfolding as it's unfolding. So um, thank you for listening.
2: Oh
4: um araba i wanna thank you so 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 much for sharing that because it's also it's like almost the exact same story um and i it's something that I've been struggling with and and I realize that so much of it is about the hiding and um the shame and you know um yeah I've been um I you know I hide you know supposedly my parents don't know that I smoke supposedly my son doesn't know that I smoke um you know I say supposedly because I doubt they really don't know but it's like this unspoken thing and um and it's also been you know one of those things that has, as we've been talking about um, unbroken or broken agreements with ourselves, that it's, you know, most of my agreements probably have to do with all the times I said I was not going to smoke anymore or all the times I said I wasn't going to anymore sneak any when my son was around or whatever. There's like so many agreements that have to do with it that, you know, we're always broken. And um, so it's one of the issues that I've been, you know, handing over and over and over and over again, and just um trying to let it be a place of uh non judgment and um seeing where that goes but it's it's been really difficult to um, not judge myself for it and not try to come up you know um to shame myself into quitting and of course that doesn't really work and yeah and it's just been a huge thing about um hiding and being uh, making myself uh separate because I'm hiding and um yeah so just thank you so much for bringing that
6: up Thank you, Nikki, for your support um, and then sharing that, your willingness. Because, um, yeah, I, I, I know about the broken commitments and um, I just, it's been quite a process. Um, and I've been watching, because I've quit when I've had my kids and even when I was nursing and I nursed for like a year. and And then it's just like, I really had to look over this past week and say, do I really want to stop this? And then at some point I've said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm stopping this and I really want to. And then I realized that I still wasn't quite sure. So I tried, this is the first thing, try, time I tried the God box mm-hmm. and I wrote it all out and I wrote that, you know, I want to cultivate the willingness to have that be gone. And there's a part of me that um, recognizes that I have always had obsessive compulsive sort of behaviors, whatever it is, and that all of them have f- literally fallen away over the past two years. And so it's like, okay, um uh, biting my nails and, you know, a lot of them are oral. So it's like biting my nails and doing self harm and, um, um, drinking and um, I have had chronic pain for the past eight years my eight year anniversary is coming up on the 10th of August um, and so um, you know i I just have recognized that then it's binging and food and and so it had been a cycle and um, I went from drinking every day, uh, three times a day. And part of that was to get away from the pain, just to have moments away from the pain. And um, I'm a physician too. And so it's been interesting watching how the medical profession handles this, particularly with another professional. And um, when I started writing it on my sheet that I was drinking more than 21 drinks a week, not one person said anything to me. And, um, and I'd have visits multiple times a week. And then I decided to give it up for Lent and, um, and it fell away because, and so it wasn't an addiction. It was, it was, it was definitely a coping mechanism, but I find the smoking to be so ingrained with some mother behaviors that it, was more of a challenge and a struggle and then I just had to get to the core question do I really want to keep this up so for me the first step was admitting it which I started doing um not hiding it but that's definitely not a conversation I'd had with my parents that's one I've had with my kids and I just let them know you know I'm human I don't like this either I don't want to do it just like Sometimes you behave certain ways and you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You know, we're all working on the, our own things together. So having them, you know, not be non-judgmental and recognizing. And then there's also the like, would I try to quit? They're like, uh, mom, don't you want to go and have some quiet time outside? Cause, uh, you're really irritable and you're really whatever. So, um, but, yeah, the God Box is, I think, it's been really, really helpful for me um, in this and just watching. So thank you, everyone, for listening.
5: Thank you for sharing this, Sarah I gave
3: up smoking years ago. And I had taken up smoking because my friends smoked and I wanted to be around them and it wasn't comfortable to be around them and not smoking and uh, I smoked maybe five years seven years or something like that and I realized in the process of giving it up that I wanted to smoke a cigarette when I was tense and if I just sat and breathed deeply without the cigarette just you know taking a break from what I was doing and just sitting there and breathing deeply. It calmed my nerves and I didn't need the cigarette. So I just thought I'd share that. Maybe it would be helpful.
5: It definitely is helpful. Um, I also would like to share something that I think it's helpful is that we have a lot of uh, kind of what I'm hearing. There is a lot of kind of shame around addictions. And um, for me, the first thing to overcome this kind of compulsive behaviors around which I had shame, it was literally just put them out. Plus, share in community calls, share with my prayer partners. Really, community call is just good because there are many people, and I'm just just put it out something which I keep inside of me, which makes me feel bad, and I just put it out. I say, okay, I am whatever. I am. I have compulsive eating tendencies, or I am addicted to anger, and just putting it out there made me like it opened this tunnel, you know, through which the healing started flowing towards me. And then really admitting, okay, I failed. I'm doing it again. Just really being open about it. This is so helpful. So, so helpful. The community of those people which really are there to support you and to listen to you and give you this opportunity to share. This is unbelievable healing. Like in this, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, the first step is to admit in front of a group, I'm an alcoholic. This is the first step to healing and it's the most important one. Because unless you really, you somehow, you know it in your mind, but you don't admit it. And then you admit it in front of a group and you put it out to God for healing. So thank you for sharing this. And thank you for really being willing to, to heal this. when Nikki, and everyone who shared, this is, um, those are deep, deep and uh, deep issues, deep things. And about hiding, yeah, I'm so sorry, yeah, go ahead, Laura, no, no, it's about, I just wanted to share about how hiding, like, in, I'm doing Kundalini Yoga, in Kundalini Yoga, we say that, like, out of 100% of energy that God God gives to us every day, 90, I think 90% of this energy we spend to hide things that anywhere, anyone else, everybody sees anyway. But we spend so much energy to hide them, you know. Like, uh, and then then we open it. So we just, when we open up, we have so so such such a huge flow of energy towards us because, yes, we don't have to hide anymore.
3: Yeah, I just
0: wanted to thank you all too. Um, It was actually quite difficult to say what I said before. Um and I'm a actually very honest person, but that really hit my vulnerability to make that honest statement about how I use money. And uh it's just amazing. No, it's wonderful, and I'm very grateful that we have this this um uh nourishing ground here that we can say these kinds of things and know we're not going to be judged and feel the vulnerability and 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 yet go through it. And it, it was interesting as you were all talking I was still feeling it, you know, but I I I I didn't it's not the feeling when you said something to as you all know when you say something to somebody and you think oh god I should have said that oh oh my god. But I I don't have that, but I I it's interesting to note this vulnerability was there. And it was and, yeah, it, it's hard. And and so I also thank you all for all of this honesty and the reception of what we all say. You know, thank you so
5: much. Thank you, Lauren. And you exactly shared what I was thinking about. This is, I remember myself when I was, uh, I think I spent, one year on community calls, just being there, and we had community calls on the phone, you know, we didn't see each other. So I just I was listening. I didn't dare to say anything. I was so, so scared, and I was so scared to be vulnerable. And then, like, second year, I thought, okay, honey, if you don't put yourself out, you might carry these patterns until the end of your life, like, go there. And I remember just sharing, almost trembling during the share, first time. And then, till the end of the call, I was like, oh, 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 they probably all hate me and think I'm this and that. And then they were surrounded with so much love. And uh, I just appreciate so much those opportunities to share that here in those sacred circles in this round where we can just put it out there for healing.
6: Thank you, Lorraine, for your follow-up and thank you, Elena, too. Um, I think for me, it's been starting with my first Shining Freedom Circle to be able to say it like towards the very end and then working with my study buddy. And other people had mentioned things they'd done, including admitting it to their church and having people play around it. And that helped me realize that my church was not a place where I felt comfortable enough to say that, um, um, and I'm in the process now of moving to another church. Um, and I recall also someone coming and um, was trying to sell me something, and I mentioned my classes, how, you know, we talk on the phone, and, and he was incredulous, like. Like, you would tell somebody, like, strangers or and or people you know, like, vulnerable things about yourself and be okay with it. And I was like, yeah. And then it struck me how unique and powerful and amazing that what all of us are doing is, and courageous. Like, it is, and so different from what the rest of the world usually is doing, can be doing, and I had sort of stopped thinking about how amazing this was, this work that we were doing, and just um, doing this, and Lorraine, I really wanted to tell you, that was a really powerful realization around money, and I wanted to tell you that in the past few months, I had seen a really amazing author, and uh six-week series around looking at money and um, issues with it, particularly for women. And that was one of the things had come up, and I was fascinated by it because I'm still in the process of legally finishing my divorce, and I noticed all these feelings coming up around money and alimony and child support and just... So I've been working through those things too and it also went back to when I started doing the chakra work um, in book two as Nikki said, what are the things you've gotten from your family about money and so I'm letting that process unfold too and so when you said it, that was incredibly powerful to be able to say it so thank you and know you're not alone and know that Very specifically, there are courses and workshops for women, particularly around issues of finances and how your relationship with money. So, I know we're over time, so I'm going to stop talking. Thank you, everyone.
5: Thank you.
3: I just want to share something else. I'm sitting at my desk, and I have a piece of paper that says Recent email. Hello, this is God. I will be handling all your problems today. I will not need your help. Have a nice day. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why do
5: you suppose I have it on my desk? <laughs> share it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So thank you everyone. I would really like to spend like uh, many much more time with you. We just at a time so it's uh, maybe time to share your prayer requests. No prayer requests.
3: (laughs) I think we said our prayer requests to each other.
2: Okay.
5: So then I will share mine with the whole group as well. For compassion and love for humanness. This kindness was what we experienced. Okay. So if there is no other prayer requests, I will press I'll close out with a prayer. Just give me a moment to mute, everyone. Yes. Okay, let's um, take a deep breath. So grateful for this community call for all of those shares, for the vulnerability, for the courage of all the participants. I'm so grateful for this wonderful, wonderful community of courageous people and open-minded people. I'm so grateful for the whole company of heaven supporting and assisting us. So grateful that God takes care of everything in our life and so grateful to put in God all of the issues, problems, negative thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, compulsive behaviors, any attachments, any fears and worries, and anything which distracts us from our loving heart. And we open ourselves to, towards love, towards kindness and gentleness, accepting our humanness knowing that we are all perfect, whole and complete, knowing the truth about us is love, is kindness, is joy, is peace, is harmony. And we are grateful for this human experience, and we are grateful for so much support that we receive in our communities through our prayer partners, through our mastery circles, through our counselors, and we know that God works through each and every one in our life, and that even people who make us sometimes feel angry, are there, they are there for us to help us to awaken. So we open our hearts to awakening, to healing and enlightenment. We can meet to the life of freedom and joy, and we show the share the healing, share the joy with everyone. We allow the healing to be accepted. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank
0: you,
5: Elena.
6: Thank you, everyone. Thank
0: you, Elena. Thank you, everyone.
5: Thank you. Thank you, you, everyone. Mm -hmm. God bless, everyone.
0: Bye. Bye. Beautiful week. Bye-bye. Elena, can you hold on just a sec? Yes. Um I I was wanting to actually make an appointment with you.
5: Okay. I will